This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Everyone is making predictions in 2020 and they're wrong. They're all wrong. They're proven wrong in about a week. So why don't we do a whole podcast on it? This is all things MLB predictions and all things just baseball coming back with my friends, Corey Robinson and Jack Collinsworth. I am Ahmed Farid, guys. Okay, first prediction. Will Anthony Fauci throw a strike in his first ceremonial, the ceremonial first pitch of the season, Nationals and Yankees? Jack, what do you think? Give me right down the middle. I bet he puts it right there. He's one of the smoothest SOBs. Now we make we have a way of making everything political in today's world, and we want to debate and divide and you know pull ourselves apart and our souls apart. One thing you cannot disagree on is he is one smooth SOB. The way that man puts words together is poetic. Every time I hear him talk, I'm going to guess the baseball stroke is just the same. What do you think, Corey? Absolutely. I mean, if he's a um, a Nat super fan like he claims to be, there's there's no other claims. Option. What are you doubting the great Anthony Fauci? No, no, I'm just saying that. being a Nationals fan. No, I said he's a super fan. So I mean, if you're because it's one thing to be a fan, right? But True. If, you, if you say I'm a super fan, I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's a big statement. True, no? but it doesn't mean you necessarily can throw a strike in front of. Uh, I guess I was just gonna say. Man, I was just going to say in front of 40,000 fans, but that's not right. <laughs> in front of the support staff. Well, I mean, look, yeah. but the guy is doing press conferences at the White House in front of the world. I feel like throwing a pitch is a, is a walk in the park for him. Uh, so we will. Uh, so what we're going to do here over the next half hour, hopefully, is just, I mean, talk about baseball coming back in, in the same way that we've talked about other sports trying to come back. We were talking about the NBA bubble and how they were going to make that work. Baseball is not going to be playing uh, in a bubble, guys. Uh, a little bit later on, I do actually want to make my predictions on who I think could win Cy Young, uh, MVP, who's going to win the World Series, all that jazz. But let's just get into the kind of the the basics here first, Jack, is that baseball is going to try to do um, a season, not the yeah. season that they normally have. We're talking a 60-game season. Their city field will not look like that because there will be no fans there, but they're going to travel all around the country. Uh, they're going to try to, for the most part, have a season in in a way that the NBA is not trying to do the NHL is not trying to do football will try to accomplish so I guess this is like the first run of uh, major professional sports in America feels like we're finally starting to get a little I'm hesitant to even say it I don't know how many hours it's going to be until we post this but a little bit of good news finally feels like like basketball no positive test football coming into some sense of an agreement baseball came to an agreement and now we're going to see that come to fruition we all hope um, and, and I think it's going to work the way that they're talking about the testing stuff and that my biggest fear is that. So if you had one positive test and he goes and hangs out with five other players or he's at least somewhere around those five other players, do you shut all five down or do you just have to shut down the one? And it sounds like given how often they'll be testing the every other day uh, and the ability to turn around those tests in under 24 hours that you'll be able to just isolate one guy and that the next test will be coming for the other so so quickly, so frequently that you'll know if they're positive or negative. So 
I believe they're going to pull this thing off if they're able to follow all these rules and guidelines. And, and I'm a believer in what they're doing here. Jack's optimistic. Corey, are you optimistic? I, I am optimistic. And, and I think there are not only, you know, basketball obviously is just to play up like, well, eight games, I guess, some exhibition games and then the playoffs. Uh, so that's like a unique scenario. But um, the MLS, that is a, a whole new scenario as well. But that's a tournament format, right? And then you have Premier Lacrosse League, which is coming back as well soon. But once again, yeah. it's not the same. So you're right in the sense of a, a full season from start to finish. Uh, this is going to be um, the, the first go at it. And I think it's it's apropos that it's baseball, right? America's pastime. I love that. They're the first ones to kind of go at it. Um, I'm worried about the fall. Just being completely honest. Yeah. I have loved, though, watching all the baseball guys run around the bases and bat in masks. Because that that is like, it must be impossible, right? It must be so difficult. <laughs> and I love the fact that these guys are just like, yeah, easy breezy. Here's a dinger wearing a mask. It's beautiful. Yeah, n- nothing is impossible for the great Mike Trout. Honestly, he could wear seven masks, and he would still probably be the MVP of Major League Baseball. I mean, look at that picture. That is the when people think back on 2020 and trying to play baseball, this is the picture that we're always going to think about: Mike Trout rounding the bases. But other players are uh, are partaking as well. Got Mike Clevenger, and this is I'm I'm liking this a little bit because baseball has been known to uh to kind of uh, to stamp out the individualistic uh type things for a baseball player here's an opportunity for these guys even the manager and dusty baker to kind of show a little personality oh i guess he's not showing any personality there just a just a gray his mask eyes, um, his eyes are, yeah his eyes but uh, gonna, i thought this I have a quick question they're gonna wear them yeah. all the time or you may be getting ready to answer this they wear them during the games that's the plan so, the managers the so players some everybody. of them will some of them will so this is uh this is clint frazier who hit a home run in one of those exhibition games they've been playing here over the last few days. And this is what he said on the broadcast. Uh, There are people in our organization that I'm trying to be respectful towards, and I'm just trying to overall do the best part that I can and make sure that our team does stay healthy. It doesn't bother me at all. At first it was a little weird, but I feel like it's just something that uh, became second nature at this point. So there's Clint Frazier for the Yankees hit a home run wearing the mask love it um so it so it is possible and i feel like i know baseball there's not a whole lot of obviously uh physical activity you can be a, a heftier dude and still excel in major league baseball but there are times where you're going full out in the field and so i, I think it does you know obviously send a good message to the rest of the country but it's not just about that um jack as, as you mentioned there it's like players okay you're gonna be probably fine if you get it you don't know it's not 100 percent but think of the Dusty Bakers, all the support staff, all the travel staff that's going to go with you from from place to place. It's like that's what Clint Frazier is trying to trying to be respectful to. I'm in agreement. I think that my biggest fear and I, I always look at everything through the lens of football because that's what I spend my life doing. And my fear has never been with the players and maybe to some degree it should be. I think you're probably worried about a low percentage, uh, you know, of 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 really bad things happening to a professional athlete who's in prime shape. But it, what about Andy Reid? What about Bill Belichick getting close to 70? What about Pete Carroll who's already over 70? They are going to be around these guys constantly. And the same applies to the, the managers you're talking about. And then you think about them on the bus together, then on the plane together, then on the – I mean, all, all of those places. Then if somebody goes out to a bar, I just think that there's going to be a ton of external pressure uh, on these players when they go to traveling cities and camera phones. Everybody's you know sort of clout chasing that gotcha moment right now. I just don't know how they're going to be able to really sneak out 
even if there is a bar or a restaurant open, I think there's just going to be a lot of eyeballs watching these guys at all times, I would think. So, Corey, so far, so good. Uh, here's the the latest story from Craig Calcaterra over at NBC Sports. Uh, six new positives for the week. So, I mean, obviously, we'd like zero, right? But that almost seems impossible uh, here. So, the well, league has conducted did. over 10,000 tests. That's true. Basketball did do it. Premier League has done a pretty good job of that as well over in England. Uh, six of the 10,500 came back positives. That's 0.05%. Um, so uh, they're off to a good start. Here's the, here's the, here's one of the questions they got to answer uh, though, is where the Toronto blue Jay is going to play because Canada has denied permission um, for, from the Toronto blue Jays playing in Canada. Oh, they, they say, <laughs> they say, yeah, they say we don't, um, we don't want the American teams traveling um, to Canada, and it's not a problem. You think, well, how is hockey coming back? Well, hockey's got the two hub city approach, and they're both in Canada. So these, these, uh, all the teams that are going to participate in this uh, hockey restart are going to be stationed in Edmonton or Toronto. It just goes to show you how you know we haven't handled this great. Canada's not letting us in. They're not letting the Blue Jays in, Corey. Yeah, and and you know all the at least all the Canadians that I know are just super nice. So I mean, this is just this is just tragic to <laughs> this me. Had to pain, this had to pain them probably, right? Like, yeah, it's just uh, like all, all the Canadians are so cool, man. They're so cool. They're so I chill. Know. They're so nice. And it's call. like, man, we can't even play baseball. It's like that. That's pretty funny. I but um, I, I read somewhere that they're looking at Buffalo as a potential option where they have the AAA team, and then also their training facility in Florida. But Florida's not looking too good right now. But I love the idea of playing. Um, at a minor league park i think it's kind of fun like we me and jack grew up sorry we uh were in uh notre dame i always think college is a formative period but yeah. we were in notre dame where they have the south bend cubs and i couldn't imagine like the chicago cub was like playing there at that tiny little park that that would make it kind of like a field of dreams type of moment you know yeah yeah there's the I potential like for that. that for sure yeah um to your guys' same point about Canada, though, what about, I mean, what about coming from Florida or what about coming from Texas? I mean, some of these places have, you know, just give, to give you an example, my dad came back from Florida. He had to do a two-week quarantine in order to play at a golf course. So you wind up not playing at a golf course where everybody else in the force and went to go play. So do those same rules not apply to professional sports leagues and organizations? It's sort of feeling like they're living in their own worlds. And it gives you some idea of how badly we not only want sports, but need sports. Yeah the society if we're going to create a, a separate rule book for their ability to travel and not have to quarantine i guess you make the case that hey they're not you know going on a delta flight or an allegiant flight or a frontier flight they're flying private and they're all flying together but are you totally eliminating the possibility of one of them stepping out when they're in that city stepping back into that private flight right. and then bringing it back to the home city um i think you know we we've learned through this entire pandemic that the United States is sort of like 50 different countries. You know what I mean? It's like, if you want to compare us to Europe, it really is like 50 different countries. So what, what happens then when you go from Florida to New York, or you go from Texas to California, do we need to do anything specific for that? Those are the little hurdles that we're going to learn about in the first handful of weeks. And if we get over them, I think this thing's yeah. going to be clear, but if we don't, who knows? But Jack, one of my friends is, uh, is like a baseball lifer. This is his, this is his whole lifestyle. 
and he's in the minors doing his whole thing. And it seems as though all they do is play base. I mean, it's literally, it seems like it's all in encompassing. Like it's, it's all consuming. You go to the park in the morning, you know, you yeah. may have time to go to a coffee shop, maybe, but for the most part, like you live and die at the park and you go to the hotel. So it's not like, I know, I know you, you always say like, like these young guys, they like to go out for sure. I understand that. But in most places where, you know, you're having, you know, restrictions as far as what restaurants can open when, in addition to the fact that a lot of their teammates aren't even playing because of the pandemic. But I do think generally speaking, baseball players during the season, it's a grind. I feel like they're most of the time just ballpark yeah. hotel. So I, I wouldn't be as concerned looking at it from like a, an overarching narrative of saying, okay, you're going to all these different cities, but you're right. If you fly privately, if you get there, you go to the hotel, go to the ballpark, go back on the plane. It seems doable. This will this will still be a grind. It's not the 162 game grind that Major League Baseball players are accustomed to, but it will be a 60 game grind in 66 days. They don't have a whole lot of off days here. And so to your point, Corey, you're right. I mean, it, most of their time is going to be spent getting to the ballpark, playing a game, getting back to the hotel and then going right back and doing it the next day or jumping on a plane and going across country. So they really won't have a whole lot of time. Yeah, they could be going right. golfing with with the Jack's dad. If That's true, unless unless they're pitchers. <laughs> um, but I think to your point, um, um, Jack, is that is that they're, at Major League Baseball and all these sports are going to get a little more leeway because they are testing so much. Um, I'm reading here what what the uh, the plans are for Major League Baseball. They're going to undergo temperature and symptom checks twice a day. Uh, anyone with a temp higher than 100.4 is not going to be allowed into the ballpark, so they're going to know right away. You're going to have multiple tests per week, and so. I think that's part of the the security blanket that you say to New York, you say to Governor Cuomo, you're like, hey, I know we're bringing these players straight from Florida, maybe to New York, but we're testing them. We're keeping them under close surveillance and we're going to know the moment someone tests positive, we're going to we're going to isolate them and quarantine them and everyone else that they came in contact with. But you can't stop everything, though. And Major League Baseball, I mean, this is baseball right here, right? The, The Bash brothers made the. The uh, the elbow bump popular back in the what was that late eighties early nineties is that how long ago that was? Uh, high five certainly uh, abundant in baseball. The problem is though that's not allowed this year. And uh, uh, SNY was reporting that uh, the league contacted multiple teams about rules violations during recent exhibition games. In particular, league reaching out to players because they violated section four point two point one of the 2020 operations manual that says all tier one and tier two individuals. I'm going to have to look up who's tier one and two. I'm guessing that's players and coaches must avoid any physical interaction, such as high fives, fist bumps, hugs while at club uh, facilities. So the high five, they don't, you can't do this anymore. This is outlawed, which, you know, you can take this away in of baseball. It's like as unnatural as it may feel not to give someone a high five as they come off the field, you can do it. But boy, oh boy, is that is that a whole different world for football or all these contact sports when we see yeah. them? I cannot believe they would not follow four point two point one exhibit A. <laughs> it makes me stick to my stomach. Yeah. If I'm being honest yeah. with you, you grow yeah you grow up knowing four point two point one. Don't give them a high five in a know pandemic. Sportsmanship you know, is dying. That's yeah. it. You but, play on a full count and you follow that. that but that is super careful. Like that is above and beyond. Baseball did not need to do that, especially as I just mentioned. You're given temperature checks. You're given tests uh, multiple times per week. It's like right. they are saying we're going to do everything above and beyond to try to make sure that we can get this season done. I think more than anything, it's more exemplatory 
it's to set an example because you're going to have little league leagues that are going to go back to and they're not going to be testing every six minutes. I mean, these leagues are just going to be playing baseball. And so I think that they want to set an example, not only for little leaguers and everything in between as you work your way up to high school, but also just for regular civilians walking around that we're sort of moving past handshaking. We're sort of moving past all those yeah. things. And I don't even know if elbows are still in the clear. That's kind of what I do with my boys. We kind of bows up, you know. Um, maybe that's not even in, in the clear anymore. Uh, <laughs> the rules change every day, but also the totally. no chewing of tobacco, sunflower seeds, no spitting. Yeah. Uh, the, if you, if you know, if you get an out, you know how they typically will throw the ball around the horn. You, the first baseman goes ahead and whips it over to the shortstop, short to second, second to third, back to the pitcher. They've outlawed that. And so there's just so many things that are ingrained into a baseball player's head and the way that they, they do things. They don't even think about it. It just happens. Uh, it, they're not going to happen anymore. And how, their ability to adapt, I think, is going to be fun to watch, especially opening day in those first few weeks. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And Jack, did you see on Twitter there was this great photo of a cricket match that recently just happened? And once again, cricket. And uh, the guy spit, he admitted to having saliva on the cricket ball. So the umpire had to come in and hand sanitize the ball before they could resume play. <laughs> and threw the player in jail. That's 4.2.1. That's 4.2.1. And I Can't also love that. the idea of like what Jack is saying is 100% correct. For me, baseball, like, like we say before, to me it's synonymous with American pastime. I think football has kind of overtaken it a bit in recent years, you know, post-90s, 2000s. But like to me, baseball has to do it right, right? Like it has to be over the top no handshakes because baseball is synonymous with America. So if we want to say, look, this is important for us to take this seriously, uh, even, you know, Mookie Betts is wearing a mask, you know, like it, that level of caution, I think is extremely important just as, as a general principle for the rest of the country to, to realize, oh, wow, like, you know, this is serious. This mm -hmm. is how baseball can reclaim its spot as America's pastime by being the team that can navigate the uh, the pandemic better than uh, any other. The picture we're showing right now is the Oakland Athletics. This is from the game, I think, yesterday at the Coliseum in Oakland against the Giants, uh, where you see the players who you know expanded rosters. We got 30 now that you can choose from. Um, they're up in the stands, six feet apart, 
um, during the national anthem. So they're utilizing every inch of the ballparks because clearly you don't have fans uh, in there anymore. And so, yeah, they're trying to think of all the different ways that we're just going to limit it as much as even if it seems overboard, um, we're going to do it. And I, it's certainly not overboard to limit fans uh, in attendance, but you still get the cardboard cutouts. And this is over in L.A. Look at that. I, I actually, our, our producer, um, our Matt Casey, uh, said that he was watching a game and there were a, a few of these cardboard cutouts behind home plate. Tricked him. Fooled him. He was he was tricked into thinking that those were real people, which honestly, if it's not that uh, zoomed in, it does kind of look like it could be real. I can buy that. I, I was going to ask you guys, look at the cardboard cutouts. My goodness. They have the digital fans. What was that in China where they were doing the digital fans or Japan or somewhere? Yeah. They were digitizing the fans. Now we got the cardboard. This reminds me of like the PTI backdrop right here. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're right. Ron right behind there. Would you guys, if I was just going to say to you that, you know, opening day and also we'll sell 10,000 tickets and you'll be super spread out. Would you guys go to a baseball game right now? Is there enough pent up demand outdoors where you'd sit with your three or four friends? Is there enough pent up demand or would you guys say, forget it? No chance. Nope. I might do it. I think I might do it. If, if it could be, you know, guaranteed to me that it, wouldn't be a cluster once we tried to get in or get out. There was like a method to the madness, which I think you could if there's 10,000 fans and you're orderly. I mean, everyone's adapted to the stand six feet behind the person in front of you in the grocery store checkout line pretty quickly. I, um, I think I would. I think I would. It wouldn't be the same atmosphere. Corey, you've brought that up in the past where it's not quite as fun. When there's only 10,000 people there, it feels kind of dead. Yeah. Um but I'd take my son. My son's six now. I think he'd enjoy it. I, I'd think about it. What about you, Jack? Interesting. I would as well. Corey, you said no. Why no? Curious. No way. No. No, it's not, not a chance. I, I mean, I'm not even really leaving my, my house now. Okay. I mean, I, I, I'm being very, very cautious. I, you know, I just don't really want to take any chances. But I will say this, though. Ready for this? We mentioned this in an earlier All Things episode. I have been to Washington Square Park in New York or, you know, um, uh, and seen or Central Park and seen like those movie shows like Despicable Me, you know, like on the lawn. Once again, mm -hmm. that's something that I'd be interested in doing because if there was, let's say, Washington Square Park and they say, okay, we're going to show the Mets game tonight um, and everyone can kind of just bring a blanket and just kind of hang out or just like a lawn chair or something like that and in open air, I would, I'd be down with that. I would do that. Well, I, I mean, baseball open the air though. But I wouldn't go to the park though because you have to go like through the gates. There's like, I don't know. I just don't like the idea. Why don't you just wait? Just entry. wait until there's no one going through the gates, and then just you're right. This fast. logic actually really collapses quickly. You're right. <laughs> actually, you just don't want to go to a base. You just don't want to go to a baseball game. You're like, you caught me right-handed. Right right I tried to talk. I tried to talk my way out of it. I'm at this is out. like yeah. This is like when you don't want to go to a party and you try to come up with any excuse <laughs> that you can come up with why you can't. Go. You know the lift. It's a surge on Uber. I can't do lift. Yeah, it's like I would. I, I got to get up early tomorrow and. And actually, the uh, pandemic, you got a pandemic, too. And so I would love to, but I'm sorry. You know, I'm a, I will say this, though, right? If you guys, I, I, the cardboard cutout reminds me of an idea I had, you know, with the whole Astro sign stealing. I was thinking about this. What if you have different sort of signs? What if you just put out, like, emojis and you had them in the dugout and you just, like, lift it up like, hey, man, great, great. Yeah. This is for the fans back home. This is in no way signifying a changeup. 
No, yeah. but, you, oh, you're, but you could do stuff like instead of instead of high fives or elbow bumps, bows up, like Jack said, you could have like a whole bunch of emojis that the dugout guys can say that was a sweet home run. And then everyone's just like, just like softball girls in college, they hit the, the sides and then you could. Yeah. The emoji. Well, I did think of this, though. I, I thought of um, the fact that they're going to be playing, you know, inside the stadium. So this is a little different than what they've done with like Premier League over there where the the sound of the of the crowd that we've heard has been piped in on the broadcast. What Major League Baseball has been doing here in these exhibition games is they're actually piping the the sounds of the crowd into the stadium. So the players here at the players feel like it's more of a normal game uh, for them. But I did think of that. I was like, how hard would it be to throw in a few whistles uh, if you're the sound designer and, uh, and if you see that it's going to be a change up i hope that doesn't happen i hope the the backlash to the astros and their whole trash can hitting thing made every uh, other team think twice about trying to cheat but i was thinking it might be possible this year just because of all the shenanigans going on with the sound inside the stadium i agree i think it's a good time to implement the airpod thing too to where i might i doubt based on reading the rule book you're not going to want any congregation at the mound you're not going to want manager or first base, second base, shortstop, catcher to come together at the mound. I just can't imagine that they want that. So why not with the with the AirPod possibility so that, you know, the pitcher just wears one AirPod, catcher wears one AirPod, manager wears one AirPod, and we just accelerate the whole process that is baseball. We get rid of all this. They just they can have a conversation. I mean, shit, the, the pitcher may have a mask on anyway, so you may be able to say, hey, I'm throwing a fastball right here, and nobody in the whole place may know about it. That is true. We're going to implement those AirPods, which you've always been about, and we're finally going to get the mic on the field, which you have talked endless number of uh, all things, Jack. You're finally getting it for real here. Wow, Rob Alonzo is going to wear a mic. Yeah, he's going to wear a mic for the season for a YouTube series. Um, so you'll get to hear playing first base for the Mets, Pete Alonzo, rookie of the year last year, 53 home runs. You'll get to hear what he says to the players on the field. Jack, unfortunately, they are not going to have it on when he's in the dugout with his conversations with his teammates. What we'd actually like to hear, they're going to turn off the mic for that part. I'm going to guess if you said to the guys that we want mics in the dugout, they would say very quickly, I don't think America needs to hear those conversations. <laughs> and especially yeah. this year. Yeah. Right now. They're not quite They're not quite as smart as, uh, as you would have thought. Um, let me see. Hold on. Also, Here's also a really quick, Ahmed, I just want to clarify with the emoji thing. This wasn't a, a cheating thing. I just thought like instead of a high fives, they could just give oh. the positive support with the emoji. I see. Okay. I kind of yeah. dig that, man. It's a nice little visual for TV. Yeah. Yeah. Like it'd be kind of be fun. And then like emojis, all my friends who are international use emojis a lot. And yeah. my American friends don't use them as much. And I'm thinking, look, man, like, you know, why not just have some emojis? It's a language that goes everywhere. And and it's fun. Like, who wouldn't want to see like a like hard eyes after a home run? Like Pete Alonso hits a home run and his teammates are holding up hard eyes. It'd be kind of funny. Or hold up like this picture, like after some huge moment in the game. This is this is actually I submitted this actually. My old coworkers at uh, the Bay Area in San Francisco asked me, they're like, Do you have a picture uh, of you that we could put in the stadium if uh, they let us do that? And I said, No, but I will take one immediately and send it to you. <laughs> So it reminds me of high school where they have yeah, the cardboard cutouts and the, the fat heads in the stands. Yeah, players. this could be it. So the, instead of an emoji, this could be one, you know, after a home run, you just pull out Ahmed Farid smiling yes. um, with the Sean Estes shirt scratched out and Farid written on it instead. <laughs> um, should we get into uh, predictions, guys? Should we oh, do that? 
Uh, one, one more thing on Pete Alonso with the miking. I, I think oh. this is going to be a really good opportunity for young guys to brand themselves because Pete Alonso is 25. He's coming off rookie of the year season and he hits dingers, which is like one of pitch, pitchers and batters are like probably the two sexiest positions, right? In baseball, as far as like what's cool to watch. Yeah. So I love the idea of these young guys. If I was them in a sport where a bat flip can be kind of controversial, one of the biggest ways I think to build your brand is to to be the guy talking, right? And like say, oh, what is Pete Alonso saying? Or like, oh, wow, did you hear what you know? Whoever else was saying, like Mookie Betts was talking to whoever in the outfield. I think that's a really great way for these young guys to build a brand, build a profile, and then leverage that off the off the field, and they can then you know pour that into Twitch, they can pour that into YouTube, and then like the the revenue opportunities will be, I think, quite extraordinary. Because that's how you build a brand, right? Like even like you talked about before, Mike Trout is one of the biggest and most famous baseball players in the world. But me and Jack couldn't pick him out in the lineup. Yeah, well, I think he's wearing the that mask. He's wearing that mask now. It makes it very difficult to see to see him. Yeah, uh, but no, that's a good that's a good point. And I, I've made the point before. It's kind of the design of the game. You know, football's design is that Tom Brady touches the ball every offensive snap for the Patriots. Basketball's design is that Steph Curry touches the ball every time down the court, just about for the entire game. Baseball's design just is not conducive to building that brand during the game, the most important time to build that brand. Um, so all this other stuff certainly would help, uh, especially if it's part of the broadcast, which I don't think Pete Alonzo's is. It's a separate YouTube um, channel. Gotcha. Um, but if it was part of the broadcast, I'd be a little more optimistic that it would help build their brands. Jack, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, no, not at all. They're just playing catch up in this way. I mean, you, you just think about how traditional baseball is. It's the most traditional game. And anytime we try to make any adjustments or get progressive with it and add new things, there's always the baseball traditionalists that go, oh, hang on now. We're not changing anything. And I think we've all had a situation where we've tried to explain to our parents, we've tried to explain to our grandparents how important social digital media is. And they go, shut up, you little kid. You don't know anything about anything. We've all had that experience. And I think forever, the baseball players were saying to the management, were saying to the ownership, were saying to the commissioner, this is so important. This is huge. This is what all the young fans care about. This is where we need to live and be every single day. And I think they were saying to them, Shut up. You don't know anything about anything like they they kept kind of giving the players that answer and they were never supporting them as a league. And so now I think that there's some degree of, hey, we know we need to be in this space. We know we need to be in this game, but we're playing from behind. We're playing catch up. And in a year sure. where no fans are in the stadiums, I think there's going to be a pent up demand for two things. Number one, gambling is going to be huge. And number two, there is going to be a desperate desire to get to know these guys a little bit. Because if you don't, the broadcast is going to be duller than freaking poo. And so you have to go do it. Uh, and I think it's it's a great time for baseball to say, hey, yeah, we should have done this sooner. We're going to do it now. And we're going all in. And, and in 2020, I think it'll be well received if they do. Yeah. No, I, I think you're right. And I think there are certain players where it's it's it would be bigger for. Um, because I do think the problem is with it, we get to know some of these players a little bit more. And baseball players, I've met a lot of them, boring. And it, it pays to be boring in baseball because it's such a grind. <laughs> and you got to uh, you got to keep your head down and play 162 games and you're at practice no and at games all the time. I'm, I'm telling you, some of the players would not – their brand would not grow with uh, with the spotlight growing on them. It's not not that exciting. Huh. But Wait, Ahmed, what's, what's players, the most interesting conversation you've had with a baseball player? Where you're oh, like, most wow, interesting. Super, no, no, I'm not saying all baseball players are boring. Um, so there's certainly some interesting conversations about uh, about the game and what they do off the field. Who's um, like the OBJ? In large. Give me somebody. Give me like who's the OBJ? Who's the um, 
who's just a personality that you think people would be drawn to? Is there is there somebody yeah. that's like that that they're not shining a light on that you see or know of or think of? Mookie Betts uh, played for the Red Sox, plays for the Dodgers now, a former MVP. He's a guy that just has a smile that lights up the room that I think people get behind. You got guys like Trevor Bauer, who's a pitcher um, who's been around was with the Indians and, and Reds. He's kind of more of the polarizing uh, figure. You either love him or, or you kind of hate him, but he's he's very outspoken. But he gets a lot of pushback for that. And I think part of it's his personality. It is a little bit abrasive at times, but it's tough in baseball. And I think for a lot of these guys, um, they're trying to build a brand and trying to build a brand that is um, that is beneficial to themselves but pushing against a sport that doesn't really allow it. It doesn't give room for it. And so it's tough. I can't think of a whole lot um, uh, off the top of my head of players who really could take the spotlight and, uh, and run with it. And that's part of the problem. You're right. You guys are right for, for major league. I think I'm always surprised who those guys end up being though. Cause you may think that somebody's not interesting or is not going to be marketable to the masses. And then a Will Fuller goes on and streams and he may be quiet and he may be shy, but if he starts that's talking true. about putting together a computer last night, like I watched him do, or he beats somebody by 70 points in Madden and you go, how the hell is that possible? This kid's the best streamer I've ever seen. There's little things that, I mean, there may be somebody out there that's just like a Will Fuller. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like they don't necessarily have to be the biggest, most outspoken guys. I just think everything's so fragmented and niche that everyone's looking for the person that reminds them of them, mm. that they see themselves in. And it doesn't necessarily right. have to be the OBJ, I guess, is the point I'm getting at. That's true. And Blake Snell is a guy, pitcher for yeah. the uh, Tampa Bay Rays, who uh, won a Cy Young for him not too long ago. He's streaming on uh, on yeah. Twitch. He's a gamer and He's super honest when he's talking out there uh, uh, during the game. And so some of that has come back to bite him, but I think probably help him in the long run because it distinguishes himself as a, as a personality. All right, let's get into a few predictions here, guys, because this is going to be such a weird season, hard to predict. Uh, Matt notes that there's going to be definitely changes this year. There's no DH in the National League, or there's a, there's a DH in the National League, no pitchers uh, hitting in the National League anymore for the first time ever that's probably going to be permanent extra inning start with a man on second base if you come into a game as a relief pitcher you have to face three batters minimum those are all new for this year and this is something new too the best team in baseball guys probably the los angeles dodgers that's the consensus uh their over under for wins is 37 and a half just looks so weird for baseball when normally the best teams win over 100 games or get darn near close to it 37 wins could be the most wins we see this year. That just looks odd, doesn't it, guys? 37. So weird. It's it, well, there's in so many ways you have the you know statistical models within baseball that can predict fairly well what's going to happen throughout an MLB season with the 162 games. But with the shorter sample size, it's I just kind of think it's anybody's guess and it's anybody's ball game to predict what 60 games may look like. And I'm sure it plays massive advantage to some teams. And I, I'm in Cincinnati right now and. A lot of people think that this is a great advantage to the plus 2,000 Cincinnati Reds, that this, for a smaller market team like them, could be the ultimate time to take off. They don't need quite the same depth. Uh, yep. So who do you guys think gets greatest advantage, and who do you think gets greatest disadvantage, uh, given that you're shortening the game to just a small fraction of what it would be the season? So if this is the year um, to, to take a stab in the dark, 100% go for it, um, because I think it is the, the year to do that. 
this is not the year to pick the favorite. Just because 60 games, we've seen it before in baseball, is that you can go on a two-month stretch. The Giants did it last year. They weren't even a very good team, but they had a two-month stretch where they would have made the playoffs if that was the season. Um, so I think, yeah, take a shot on the Cubs, who aren't that bad. Maybe not the Mets. I'm sorry, Matt. Uh, but the A's plus 2,000. Yeah, Reds plus 2,000. I would not hesitate one second to put my money on some of the long shots this year because it's all about getting into the playoffs. We've seen in the past, Corey, that if you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. The best team does not always win, certainly not in baseball. And now there's a better chance that a bad team could get into the playoffs. So go for the long shot this year, Corey. Yeah, all you need is a ticket to the show, right? And that's why I love about the playoffs for baseball is that it is reminiscent of March Madness, but it's a best of seven series, you know? And that that is crazy to me. I'm like, how in the world do you play that many games but every game is, just, like, so exciting? So I, I love that. I think you're going to have that type of fever pitch the entire season. Now, I was thinking a lot about Jack's point because on one hand, you might argue that um, – like you said, you could pick anyone. The underdogs might be able to go on a tear because baseball is like hockey in that sense. You could have a team that just goes on a tear at the right time, yeah. and then that's it. That's all she wrote. But I think at the same time, though, I think uh, you're probably going to favor the, the better teams just because, check this out, baseball to me is the ultimate test of consistency and greatness, right? It's just consistency over a long period of time. That's what, make, that's what makes great baseball to me one of the best sports just in general, right? Yeah. Obviously not to watch in person. As we discussed before. Yeah. But yeah. I, I love that concept. So, but if you're only playing, you know, one third of the season, I wonder if you're just going to have like a Mike Trout and the Angels who've always been, you know, basically 500. Uh, is this a time where something can click and be like, okay, well, now you have the best player and you can make it happen? Or, you know, are the guys like the Dodgers who are really playing well right now? They had a great series against the D backs. Are they going to just go ahead and this is it? 60 games. That's all she wrote. So I don't know. I think you probably favored the better, better teams, honestly. The, uh, yeah, yeah, certainly they have, they, they have um, the advantage they got. I mean, cause you look at, I'm showing the MVP for the national league right now, Jack and the MVP for the American league, the odds there. And the guys at the top are the guys that we would be at the top. If it was 162 game season, yeah. Mike Trout is at the top of the American league, although he may miss some time, his, uh, his wife pregnant. So he's probably going to leave the team um, for a bit, but Torres and Aaron Judge and Alex Bregman and Francisco Lindor in the American League over in the National League at the top is Ronald Acuna, Christian Yelich, Mookie Betts, Juan Soto. So, I mean, I, there is something to be said that the the cream will quickly rise to the top. Um, but baseball is a sport where even the best teams lose a third of their games all the time, and that's unlike uh, really any any other sport out there, Jack. Yeah, uh, the sh the shorter sample size to me is is probably the most interesting element of it is that I just think it's such a streaky game. Unlike unlike football, it, when you go out for a football game, it's there's there's a grit element to it and a toughness element to it, and anything can happen on any day uh, element to it. It's a fist fight on, on the field, and and baseball is more of a mental game, and and you get streaky hot and you get streaky cold. It's probably more similarities to like a basketball. Yeah three-point shooter where sometimes you're just feeling it and flowing with it and other times you're just icy cold and and this baseball season to me at 60 games feels like it's going to be decided by a heat streak and by a cold streak because if you yeah. get cold for 10 15 games uh, in a 60 game season think about how magnified that is compared to in a 162 game uh season yep. so so it's going to come down to who gets that 10 15 game win streak who has it early who catches a big lead in the division uh who starts to pull away and that 
that's just is the nature of baseball. And especially with how, how, you know, condensed these games are going to be, just look for streakiness. And and I'm, I'm going to guess within the first month or so of the season, you're going to start to see who's feeling it and they may run away with the thing before it even really gets cooking uh, early on. hundred percent. I also think with the, uh, what, what Jack's point is that baseball is a game of precision for sure. But I love the concept of um, I think the best, like team in the sense of who has the best camaraderie might pull this one out because it's been such a weird off season and we're talking about advantages. I, I feel like a team that is tight knit, who loves to play with each other, who enjoys being out there, they're more likely to go on a tear, right? Like they're more likely to weather this strange off season going into an uncertain, you know, season uh, yeah. unprecedented. They're going to have a lot of fun with it. Um, and I think, that is probably going to be the one like um, X factor that we look at is who's out there having, and this is kind of dumb, but who's out there having the most fun? Because I mean, yeah. really, those teams translate. I think in a game like baseball, where it is a grind, you're paying sixty games in sixty six days. You got to love it, and a lot of these guys love the game. But when you also add in that team element and just enjoying going to work, there's no fans to push you on, so you're going to have to find motivation elsewhere. And I think it's all going to come from the dugout. And I think the best team atmosphere, the best organizational structure. It's probably yeah. going to, it's going to take the lead there. It's always a, uh, a chicken and the egg thing, right? With uh, chemistry and team camaraderie is which comes first, the winning or the chemistry. Yeah, some people argue that the winning has to come first, and then you get along pretty uh, better than you ever would have. Um, some say it's uh, the other way around. All right, as we finish it out here, let's just make some predictions. Let's let's uh, come through on the promise we made at the top of the at the yep. top of the podcast. I'm going to take the Rays. To win the World Series, even though I said I should go down farther on the list, I think the Rays are built to win the World Series. Who are you picking, guys? Real quick, Sox, White Sox. Okay, give, give me the Yankees bringing it full circle for the city of New York. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's a good one. Garrett Cole starting off the season against Max Scherzer on Thursday, must see TV. Uh, NL MVP. I'm going with. Give me Bryce Harper, the ultimate streaky guy. Like you guys mentioned, he can go hot for two months. Bryce Harper. I'm going with him. Corey, you got anyone? Oh, man, I got to go. I got to go Mookie Betts. Yeah. I have All to right. go Mookie Betts. Okay. I, I, actually, I, no, I take it back. I take it back. Sorry. I'm not going to go Mookie Betts because that's like Kevin Durant going to the Warriors. You know what I'm saying? Like that's oh, not. Yeah, it's true. I, I think it's much more. I'm going to go with uh, Yelich. Yeah, that's for sure. Christian, I would have okay. Harper too, and I, I making this bet this year to me much more fun than any other year. It's not like you're making it and then six months come back and check with me. That's make a good it, point. Right back to check with me. I think makes it much more fun bet to make. Uh, let me go with. Uh, I'm going to rip through these. I'm going to give you mine. I'm not going to put you guys on the spot here because we don't want a record in case you're wrong. I'm going to go Francisco Lindor for uh, Cleveland because he's one of those guys, like you mentioned, Jack, that he is a. Got a great smile, great personality. He could benefit from increased exposure and increased mic'd up opportunities for sure out there. Uh, Cy Young's going to be so weird, guys, because pitchers, you talk about small sample size. Pitchers are going to make like 10 starts, if that. Um, you, you Darvish uh, is on there. Uh, who was I thinking of? Oh, Shohei Otane, guys, is going to start every Sunday. That's uh, going to be his deal. So he's going to make like eight starts uh, throughout the year. Before I go, okay, I will got one thing I want to do here. Um, hold on. There were some prop bets that I was able to gather scouring the internet. Um, and here they are. Will Dr. Fauci wear a face mask when throwing out the first pitch? That's guaranteed, right? A lot. 
I'm going to make that as soon as we get off the show. Um, Will any last place team qualify for the postseason? From last year, last place team from last year, will they qualify for the postseason this year? I, I would take. I would say yes. You're yes. saying yeah. You're going yes, Corey. I'll you go no. I'll, I'll go no for the sake of difference. <laughs> and then, and then this is where we get reminded of the terrible world we live in right now. It's like we're playing that balancing act. Uh, will a player test positive for uh, for COVID after the opening day of of July 23rd? Um, unfortunately, I think yes. And guys, I, I do think here's here's what I'm kind of thinking. I, I would almost guarantee that there is a team, probably multiple teams that don't make it through the whole 60 game season. I, I think we're, it's wishful thinking that we're going to get every team playing all 60. I just, I hope I'm wrong. I don't think it's going to happen. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's wow. What do you think is going to happen if like one team just drops out of like the AL West, you know, like what, what happens then? We're, uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Some teams are going to play fewer games, I think. And you're going to go by winning percentage to see who qualifies for the postseason. You're, you'd have to have a serious, serious outbreak for something like that done. That, that's the ultimate NFL fear. Yeah. Well, it's just something that, I mean, you know, it's not, we're not talking about one player testing positive or two players testing positive. We're talking about two players testing positive and spreading it to probably somebody in the coaching staff and then five other players within the team. I mean, you're, you're explaining the worst case scenario of this. And I, I think that with the daily testing stuff, they feel like at least they're mm-hmm. mitigating that risk so that even if it is two or three guys, they're getting them out of the building so fast and into self-isolation mm-hmm. that you're not getting those 12 people, but nobody knows. That's the biggest thing with the pandemic. It has been from early March. We yeah. just don't know. We're making it up on the fly. I think we know more now, but whether or not we can pull this off, nobody knows. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, they've they've got a plan, Major League Baseball. And I think if you look at all the plans, you know, hockey's got the halfway bubble. You got the two cities, you got the NBA bubble. Major League Baseball, for still being as ambitious as they are, they're doing it right. And it seems like they have a whole lot of the safety measures in place. This is an interesting one right here because I think it brings up a question. The question is, will Nolan Arenado be traded during the 2020 regular season? Who knows? But I, I, I do almost wish that, Baseball said, you know, 2020, no, no trades, no, uh, no player movement, because in a normal year, super disruptive to a to a player and his family yeah. in 2020 during a global pandemic. I, I almost wish that Major League Baseball said we're not we're not doing it this year, um, but point. they are going to allow it. They are going to allow Good trades point. there. You know, you know, why they're going to allow it it's too much excitement creates a little bit of a buzz. And everybody That's gets true. In midseason and then the ratings go up again. Last one, guys, as we put a button on all things MLB predictions. Pandemic or no pandemic, one thing was guaranteed. The Houston Astros were going to get a lot of hate from the other teams out there. Will the Astros lead the Major League Baseball, lead the entire Major League Baseball in hit-by-pitches during the 2020 regular season? I'm saying yes. I'm going (laughs) over whatever they set the over-under. Here it is 41-and-a-half. They are going to get plunked multiple times throughout the year for trying to uh, cheat last year, or cheat in 2017, or whenever they they did it. Yes to that. Yeah, I was surprised to see like the the vitriol that came out towards like because everyone was coming out and saying, yeah, like that's not they okay. Cheated. They cheated. They cheated. I understand that, and I and I, I they're obviously like you know they were wrong, but to see it from the mouths of all like the players in the MLB, I was like, man, this yeah, they're going to get hit. <laughs> get hit with some pitches. 
that's the guarantee. Hope that we have no other cheating scandals this year. I think that's best yeah. case scenario for the MLB is they finish the season and nobody else cheats. Let's see if they can pull that off once. That would be the ultimate low move, right? It's like you you take this year where we're just all trying to survive and you and you cheat. I hope no one does that either. But although a little bit of cheating has always been part of baseball, so that's still okay. The little bit of cheating is okay. You go Astros style. That we're still going to say uh, say no to that. Major League Baseball is coming back Thursday. We can't wait to see it. Dr. Fauci, good luck in your first pitch. I hope it's a strike. The country is counting on you. Jack, Corey, well done. We'll talk again soon. Shoot, I've never been this excited for baseball in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to go. Let's do it. Let's do it.